Hello and welcome to the MTP Connect podcast. I'm Shannon Osrin. Glad you could join us. The MedTech Conference is the world's premier event for MedTech professionals and it's held annually in the US. This year it's in Boston in late September and for the third consecutive year, MTP Connect is leading the Australian delegation. Someone who will be joining us is Robert Klupax, the CEO of Bionics Institute. Hello, Robert. Glad you can join us on the podcast. Thanks, Shannon. It's my pleasure. So you went last year as well. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, Philadelphia is a great city. Uh, we had some great meetings. Um, it was nice to be part of the Australian delegation rather than being hidden away in the, in the corner. Uh, so it gave us a bit of substance and I don't know how Americans like Australians, so that a lot of people came to the booth. Um, but it was great for me because it was, I learned a lot from the sessions. We made some great contacts with some of the larger companies, which will follow up this year. And I think it put in perspective just where we were playing, how important the work that we were doing here uh, could be overseas, but also highlighted what we need to do. And what did you think you needed to do to kind of highlight Australia as a great destination for clinical trials and for research yeah a lot of people um, didn't know for example as you said that it's really easy in inverted commas to do first in human studies in Australia compared particularly to the United States Uh, a lot of people were unaware I think of the history of early medical device development that Australia had been involved with and was uh, was continuing to do I think we understood now much better, though, that for particularly large companies in the United States to take us seriously, that we needed to move it further down the value chain, that manufacturing, uh, quality, scale was an issue. Um, the fact that we could do it in the, in the bench was wonderful, but they wanted to take it a bit, want us to take it a bit further. So that was a good learning. But by the same token, I think they were all very surprised at just how much work was being done at MedTech uh, within the Australian setting. With the conference overall, the Australian delegation provides a lot of value-added activities that we can take you on. What were the activities that you really enjoyed from last year? I think just for me, the great thing was just having the camaraderie of the Australian group because you go to those conferences from Australia when you're a small group or a small company or a small institute on your own. It's actually pretty lonely and pretty hard and hard to break in. as I said before, people were attracted to the Australian booth and being around that meant that we probably got more input or I got more input than I otherwise would have got. So for me, that was the biggest thing last year. Uh, this year, uh, some of the things that have been set up by the, for the delegation, particularly the MIT tour and some of the other linkages will be fantastic. All to build invaluable connections back to Australia as well. Correct. Uh, I think... I mean, the fact is, if they don't remember me, they remember Australia. And I think the nice thing about what we're doing is you often, I've been doing this for many years, to overseas conferences with other people from Australia, and they either sell Victoria, they sell Queensland, they sell New South Wales. To be honest, people around the rest of the world don't know the States. They know Australia. And being part of an Australian-branded booth group uh, with a really good story to tell, um, I think is the way to go. And I think we're really proud to be part of it. So was that the reason that you decided to sign on this year? Absolutely. I mean, I think that also that um, there's many more connections that the guys at MTP Connect have been able to make over the last two or three years that we can leverage from. The fact that we're part of a bigger team, 
the fact that we're part of the Australian brand means we get synergy. I mean, for me to try to get a booth for the Bionics Institute uh, at MedTech was going to cost me thousands. Uh, to be part of a larger booth with the Australian delegation and get pretty much the same at a significantly less cost was just made huge economic sense. Getting leverage of being part of the delegation and all the knock-on effects of other people coming through and then just as I said before, the camaraderie was, will be awesome. But also the fact that MTP Connect with their size has been able to organise uh, visits and links and tours to groups that there was no way that we could get into. So uh, it's a win-win-win for us. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, what would uh, you say are the things that you're looking forward to being uh, on the 2019 delegation? I think this time around, we're much more targeted in some of the companies that we want to hit up, and particularly the individuals. Already working with Alfredo and your colleagues at MTP Connect to make that happen. So getting in early means that we can isolate and get some really quality time with people that we wouldn't normally meet. Um, very excited by some of the, the visitations and the links that have already been made by MTP Connect with key opinion leaders in the Boston setting, particularly because we think there's a, a very high level of synergy with some of the Boston-based uh, medtech organisations and what we're doing at Bionics Institute. So that's been pretty critical. And when you uh, joined the delegation last year, were you familiar with all the companies and the universities, research institutes that came on the delegation, were you connecting with the Australian delegation as well? It was interesting. I thought I knew everyone in Australia, to be honest. I've been, I've been doing it for so long, but you're always learning. And there was a, quite a few people on the group that I hadn't met before, so that was cool. Um, and they were doing some really interesting stuff, and uh, getting to know them was fun. Um, I think also they didn't know much about the institute I was running, which was a I guess it was as surprising for me as it was for me for them that I didn't know them. So I think, yeah, sometimes you think you know everyone in Australia and you don't. And sometimes you're surprised about what the quality of Australians are doing because they're not very good at selling it. And coming together um, and having the confidence of working together to perhaps push someone else's barrow while you're there was actually a lot of fun. Uh, What would you say is the Australian effect on the rest of the world? I mean, I think one of the things we, we're not great at doing is, is just standing up there with confidence in what we've got. Now, what we have in Australia is world-class, and we sometimes struggle to actually say that, uh, particularly in America, and it's actually good for us to keep going there. If you want to sell to Americans, you've got to be confident. And this conference coming together, and we all realise that, it forces us to basically say, you know what, we've got some pretty cool stuff here. And if we keep reminding ourselves that and we keep telling the American audience that, they actually listen. Um, I think many times I've gone across to Australia almost apologetic that we're doing some pretty good research. Uh, but no, I think, I think the MTP Connect crew coming together um, under the leadership of Dan Grant, um, I think we're getting much more confidence in MedTech. I think they're giving us all who's coming on the delegation... Um, the confidence to actually stand up and say, you know what, Australia's got some pretty good things. And together, we can amplify that. So I think that's really powerful because I know, having done this for many years, going across to America as an Australian with what you think is great technology, it's very easy to to lose heart, even though you've got something good because we're usually a bit earlier. Being part of a much larger delegation, all of us in the same boat, all of us propping each other up, I think that's a fantastic 
team approach, to be honest. Team Australia approach is what I felt last year, which is great. What are you looking for in um, partnerships there? Are you excited about building those connections? Well, I think one of the things that we, we've focused on in the last couple of years going across is trying to sell technology and we've got great projects and we're looking for funding. I think this year... Uh, we've done a lot of work internally. We have some great capability in manufacturing. In, in a bespoke setting, in, in being able to produce very, very high quality, very heavily engineered, uh, small electrode style product, particularly for animal studies. Very few groups in the world do that. And we, we do it very well. Unfortunately, the world doesn't know about it. So we're going to use this conference to basically get a lot of people to learn about our capability. Uh, we're really looking to get a number of, hopefully, contracts out of that. And then, from that, over the next couple of years, really continue to build that up so that we can create a quite clever, unique, uh, and high-value manufacturing system that links us into these companies from an early stage. And so, this is a kickoff for us. We're spending, myself, two of my colleagues... Uh, we're making a very big investment because we've got something we think we've got something to sell. Uh, but this forum really offers us a huge opportunity because all the biggest companies in the world, all the ma- major leading universities who do this work will be there. And we've got a fantastic position as part of the Australian delegation. What would the advice that you say you would give to delegates possibly coming on the delegation? Why is it worth it to come? Well, as I was there last year, I mean, the presidents and the heads of R&D of all these corporations are walking around the booths. Um, they're physically there. And you get a great opportunity to walk up to them and say hi. It is quite amazing to me, you, you say when you walk in, into an American conference and you say hello to someone with an Australian accent, they usually stop. And you've got that five or ten seconds to grab them. doesn't matter who they are. The president of Johnson & Johnson stopped and talked to me last year, for example, because, uh, hey, well, that's an interesting accent. And then I pitched it. So that's the opportunity. You have to make the most of it. But you have some very senior people there, and they're looking. They're coming to the conference because they're looking for the next novel thing. They don't really care where it comes from. Um, they've got scouts everywhere, but they want to see This is a conference that allows the very senior people in those organisations to, to mingle. Um, they're having a lot of time. But they're there. And so for us, the decision makers, that we're a long way away. The decision makers are all in that room. And we've just got to hustle to see them. But it's a huge opportunity. Did you use the partnering system that the conference offers to organise these meetings? I used the partnering system really aggressively. And I had lots of really good meetings. But I also went through the booklet and I looked at where the senior people were talking. Um, there was a, there's a lot of satellite discussions going on. There's a lot to see. You can't get to them all. So I was quite, I was quite ruthless. I saw the people I wanted to see. I saw what panels they were on, and I pretty much sat in the room and made sure while, when they were going out, I happened to bump into them or say hello. And as I said, the Australian accent makes them stop, and then you just got to hustle. But no, I did use the partnering system a lot, uh, and I did a lot of work. Uh, beforehand seeing where everyone was was speaking and made sure I bumped into people. So it's all about getting your foot in the door basically and promoting your research and the Australian capabilities. Correct and you know and also pushing up some of the advantages of of Australia generally. I mean it's a great place to do R&D. You've got the tax benefits, 
You've got the ability to move quickly in medtech to first in human studies because of the quality of our ethics committees. Um, there is some uh, issues with manufacturability, but we can overcome that, uh, particularly in the field we're working in implantable devices. Uh, and I think you know Australians are very well trained, and generally they're cheaper than some of the people in the US. So when you when you make that make that story to people, they take you pretty seriously. But then you've got to have an opportunity that they can get excited about and so for us with there's two or three things that we'll be pushing pretty hard on this trip from a technology point of view uh, but from a capability point of view is the major reason that we're going this time around. So thank you for that discussion about the MedTech conference. I think we'll move on to your BMTH project, the BioMedTech Horizons program. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, we we were really fortunate last year to, I think it was in the first wave of uh, applications, we've got a a project funded uh, to develop this really unique uh, system to monitor hearing diagnosis, particularly in in, in the infant setting. We wanted to use an approach that was basically non-invasive and could develop an objective measure for hearing. And uh, there's a number of tests that are out there using EEG and the like for babies, which are great. Um, but they're difficult for, for babies as they grow older to be measured. Um, one of the issues that we've had is diagnosis, particularly in Australia, of early deafness is pretty good, uh, but there's a couple of areas that are very hard to diagnose due to audi- or neuropathies, auditory neuropathies, so the technique we've developed can help us with that. But more importantly, one of the issues that we've observed is once you've identified a child with deafness, uh, or a baby with deafness, everyone knows the sooner you can put them onto a hearing aid or a cochlear implant and, and help them hear or get sound into their brain, the much, much, much better for them to, for language development. What everyone in the field is aware of, though, is that because babies can't speak, the ability to fit a device to a baby and know you're, you're doing it optimally so it's actually working and giving benefit to the child is incredibly difficult. And the estimates are 30 or 40% of any of those hearing aids or implants have been incorrectly fitted and are suboptimal. It's called Eogenie. Can you tell us how you decided on that name? That's a really good question. I think that Colette Mackay, Professor Colette Mackay, whose project it is, um, she came up with it one day. I'm not quite sure how she did it, but as she says, you know, Jeannie pulls things out of the bottle to to give three wishes and she's been working on the ear and she's going to be the genie that's going to deliver the wishes for the baby. And you have a cap with you right now. Can you tell us how it works? So how it works is um, we put a cap on a baby's head uh, or, a human, or an adult's head and on that cap you put a whole series of light sources or optodes and we, those lights shine across the, across the brain, send light across the brain, and we bounce, can bounce them back to see um, the diffraction of light depending on how, what colour they're seeing. So if you think of oxygen and, and deoxygenated blood, they're slightly different colours. Mm-hmm. And so in the brain, what we're measuring is the level of haemoglobin in the areas where um, brain activity is occurring in response to a stimulus. Because haemoglobin and unhemoglobin affected blood is a different colour, the light coming through, we can differentiate between stimulated and unstimulated parts of the brain. And so what we can see by using this cap, which is bouncing the light backwards and forwards and collecting that, we can see parts of the brain uh, from different light wavelengths which have been affected. 
and it sounds really really simple it's actually quite complex but it is a you know basic physics of year 11 year 12 will understand light diffraction that's basically what it is but this is much more complex using uh, infrared light but the concept of just being able to measure in a non-invasive way uh, brain activity using light measuring oxygenation is the basis of this test have you done many studies on uh, infants to to carry out this uh, research? Yeah, I can't tell you how many. I think it's the, I think the numbers is about thirty or forty uh, very young babies have gone through the pretty much at the control level uh, just to get the system uh, set up. We're starting to bring in uh, babies from other centres who have been diagnosed with deafness that we can bring in through our clinics as well. Uh, we had to get the system set up. In the early phases, we've been recruiting um, a number of uh, new parents with their babies to come through. Sitting in this particular booth, for example, is where we take them. And I think the babies and the mums, after initial uh, worries, get very comfortable. They fall asleep and we take the measurements. We've got two very good paediatric audiologists who do the testing. And the system is really getting better and better. And the, the babies seem to don't mind to have the cap put on. But obviously we need to do a lot more over the next one to two years to validate what we're doing. So the BMTH project is a part of the Department of Health's MRFF program. How does that backing influence your project? Well, absolutely. We got a, we got a million dollar grant. Uh, we've got other grants that we also bring to it. But that million dollars was the, was the beginning of this project. Professor Mackay had been working in this area for four to five years. Um, I think in many regards it was because the academics are the ones that sort of go through the NHMRC. The academics thought this was uh, possibly too commercial. And from the commercial side, people thought it was too early. So this grant was a beautiful grant for us to be able to get because it recognised it was on the way to a commercial product. It needed to get over that valley of death. and Because what we've used the money for is to hire some very very important people we've got two key software developers um, and signal processing people we've hired two pediatric audiologists we've hired a project manager that we couldn't otherwise have done so we've been able to use that grant to hire five or six people who have been critical to move this forward because that's been able to generate data and show that we've got a team that's allowed us to get other grants and so we haven't had to go out and raise money from uh, and commercialise it too early. We've been able to utilise money to add value before we take it down the commercial pathway when a lot of the kinks have been ironed out. So while this is an academic setting doing really cool research, because it's got that commercial outcome at the end, we've been able to get this lovely mixture of people who have had some commercial experience working in a research setting. And that's what we're trying to do with the Bionics Institute. We're trying to translate uh, early stage technology into commercial product and because we had the money from MTP Connect uh, allowed us to make these type of hires, it's added enormous value to this particular project and allowed people to think about, okay, how will we get this translated uh, as a commercial product in the next three to four years? You said before you're all about substance. So that substance added from the funding has given the research more value and more ways to accelerate forward. That's correct. I mean, for example, we, we, there's uh, many research institutes, there's only so much expertise you can bring in. 
Um, for example, here, if you look at this cap I've got in front of me, it's, it's a lo lovely little cap, but we need to design and make the design of this much easier and simpler and, and soft for the baby. And so bringing in a design house who has got expertise in that area, and we work with DNI and we'll also be working with Hydrix, uh, we couldn't have afforded to link in with those, either of those companies in the absence of this grant. So that's amplifying the core activity we've got here with expertise that already exists in Melbourne. And so the money that we got from NTP Connect has actually brought together the strands of the ecosystem, um, design, manufacturing development, and core expertise in, in the area of hearing and hearing research to hopefully in the next couple of years bring a product to market that's uh, never existed before. A big thank you to Robert Kluparks for joining me on the podcast. Uh, Robert is the CEO of Bionics Institute in Melbourne. We want you to join the MTP Connect-led Australian delegation to the MedTech conference. Visit our website to find the link to register. And when you join, you will have access to a lot of value-added activities outside the conference agenda. This is the MTP Connect podcast. Uh, we appreciate you checking us out. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time. <laughs>